Hi, this is Esther, and you're listening to the Sometimes Always Book Club. We are reading Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. This is Chapter 10. Two Riders Were Approaching. This is Esther. I am here with Andrew. Hi. Katie. Hello. Zach. Hey. Anne. What up? Bob. This is a very subdued hello today. Everybody's kind of like, well, you know. <laughs> fuck you, Bob. We're just getting Trying started. To we have down. to. I'm already jittery. She said it was going to be fucking <laughs> random, and then she went around the table like normal. <laughs> See, you weren't off. expecting that, were you? <laughs> Super. <laughs> Much like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the home stretch now, you guys. We're. Uh, getting to the end, which is kind of a bittersweet thing because I've been enjoying our series. So chapter 10 today, two riders were approaching. In this chapter, the threat of war looms ever closer. Dan and Rorschach team up. Ozymandias watches television. The Black Freighter continues and we discover the fate of Max Shea and Lucens are beginning to be tied up. The opening image is of a radar screen with DEFCON 2 at the top. DEFCON 1 is total nuclear annihilation, and DEFCON 2 is the second most severe. I have a feeling if it was DEFCON 1, we wouldn't be looking at the screen Probably anymore, not. So. Probably not. I'm telling the listeners in I, case I they don't know what that, that means. I just think what, that's what, a silly What color threat level burnt. is that equal to? Uh, the last time it was DEFCON 2 was reached in real life in our world was during the Cuban Missile Crisis, if that's ah. helpful at all to anybody. In the about beginning of the Trump presidency. Uh, <laughs> we don't do politics on this podcast. <laughs> We're that's talking about why. There are no politics. <laughs> so we open with two soldiers monitoring the radar and confirming that Air Force One and Two are landing. Nixon and the Vice President, who I look forward and I think is Ford. Is that right? Is, I think it's Ford. Nixon and Ford exit and are taken to the war room. Nixon with the nuclear codes handcuffed to himself where they wait. And I didn't know about the whole football thing so yeah i only just noticed that now i was confused about it at first but i think that is either where the codes would go to set off they they actually call it the football there's you know a briefcase or whatever it is they use but it is handcuffed to some representative and they call it the football but why is it called that it's a reference to the room where they play football (laughs) oh my god And that scene where he's sitting in the helicopter there, and he's got it in his lap. I wondered what kind of pie or casserole he was bringing to the party. Honestly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> President Nixon's bringing the tuna nuna casserole. That's right. But... I mean, look at his face. Obviously, he's so grumpy. <laughs> also, I want to point out that when he's exiting the plane, Ford is tripping on the stairs, which I thought was an interesting. No, detail. I think that's Ford. That's what I said. Ford. I thought you said Nixon. I'm sorry. If I said Nixon. No, you didn't. Oh, then I'm totally not listening to you. Edit that out. (laughs) Ford is tripping on the steps as he's going down. Yeah, that's how you know. It's interesting how you said Ford correctly. (laughs) Even though I said it correctly the first time. Yeah, it it took no second attempt. (sighs) Great content, guys. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Dan and Rorschach are hiding out underwater in the owl ship. 
Rorschach is impatient and tired of waiting. Finally, Dan uh, takes them up and they make their way across town to find Rorschach's spare suit. You know, I feel that that scene right there in the harbor is like the first Gotham scene, you know? I actually wanted to ask something about that. As a person that lived through, when they were very young, 9-11, how, like for me, it's always weird to see the depiction of the the two towers there, because it's like, Wait, what are the... Oh, yeah. How is it for people? No, actually, you, you're making an extremely good yeah, point no, because okay. I didn't even realize it because it's standard. It's still that, in yeah. my memory as the... the Bob as a slightly older than me person. <laughs> Just slightly. Just slightly. Uh, how old is he? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> oh, there you go. Proper uh, answer. Who may or may not have had those buildings around for a majority of your life or at least a longer part than me. How weird is it to see them or not weird? I didn't even notice it either. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's okay. kind of standard I'm, for me and now that you point it out, now it just, it's glaring now. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. I mean, it's written in the 80s as in it's not written in as a statement or anything. Like the Twin Towers would still be yeah. up. No, of yeah. course. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Manhattan yeah. was there or anything. Oh, yeah, no, it's... I ripped my book! <laughs> <laughs> I almost said something smart. So when I brought that up, I was I was aware of that. I was just saying, like, for me, yeah. it stood out as something to, like, catch my eye, and I wondered how everyone else had felt do about think, that. Do you think 9-11 didn't happen in the Watchmen universe? Because, like, we have a show now that shows... Oh, yeah, I don't I know. actually think there was a brief fleeting image of the... I can't remember if I'm conflating the end of the book, because I watched I'm going to have to rewatch right it before yeah, we yeah, record yeah. about it. <laughs> Rorschach breaks into his old apartment to retrieve his spare costume and is caught by his landlady. That guy just can't use a door, can he? No. (laughs) (laughs) For his own fucking place. No. He confronts her about telling the press he made sexual advances to her, and she insists she was misquoted. He calls her a whore and then stops when she says her children don't know, and he meets the eyes of one of her children. It's kind of a cool moment, that exchange between the two of them, even though... You know, obviously Rorschach isn't a nice guy, but knowing what we know about his past now, this look that he shares with the little kid is really powerful, in my opinion. It's like really pained almost. Some emotional intelligence there of like knowing what it would yeah. do to him to know that. Yeah. Well, and it's also interesting because it's the, the child's terror is a mirror of Rorschach's when they flash back to him being a child. But instead of being assaulted by the mother, the mother is comforting that child. Yeah. No, that's a that's cool. a good observation. I guess I don't know if this is like a little off topic, but on the page before when they enter, that's the same panel almost exactly as when he enters the comedian's house. So it's just kind of like I don't know. Oh, when he's in the with yeah, the curtains, yeah, with yeah. the curtains and everything. And I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't know. I kinda, no, that's that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. a really good or maybe observation. They were just saving money and tracing it. <laughs> <laughs> We finally figured it out. Dave Gibbons, ah. You lazy fuck. When he leaves, the landlady is crying on the steps with her children. It's just kind of a heartbreaking panel. Adrian Veidt arrives at Karnak and changes from his normal clothes to his Ozymandias costume while his servants discuss a delivery and tell him that the monitors have been prepared. He sits in front of a giant wall of televisions, each playing something different while he ponders what it all means in terms of the state of the world. That just does not look like a comfy hanging around the house outfit. No, it doesn't, but... Or a comfy <clears throat> chair. Like, it's not a lazy boy. It's just this, like, rigid <laughs> It's chair. like a throne. Yeah. Poor choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's no interior decorator and uh, no fashion guru. He's a little gaudy, if Although, you ask me. The, the one scene with the, uh, the TVs he's looking at with the blonde... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he does Rambo. mention the sexual imagery in the candy commercial or something. Mm-hmm. 
She really likes that candy bar is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super here for that. I really like that candy bar. Wow. <laughs> Does anyone want to get candy bars now for some reason? God. Back in the owl ship, Dan and Rorschach are underwater again, and Rorschach finally has his suit. They disagree about the right course of action and end up arguing when Rorschach accuses Dan of lazing around. And Dan finally confronts him after all of the bullshit we've seen from Rorschach. Dan confronts him. And tells him that he's basically a freeloader and a jerk. And says, you know how hard it is being your friend? I actually kind of like this moment because instead of getting upset, Rorschach kind of, um, I don't know, they make yeah. peace. And it's kind of like this nice bro moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time you get any inkling that there's a human under that mask. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him without the mask. We've seen him in it. But we don't really you know, ever see that he has any empathy ever. Dan apologizes to him, though, and he yeah. accepts his apology. And he also apologizes, which it is one of the only real human moments that we see. And uh, the only I, the only moment that I can think of that shows Rorschach is actually being kind and considerate, really ever. It's a change for both of them, too, because it's the first time Dan's going to stand up for himself also. Yes. Yeah. And then coming on the heels of, of seeing that child, it makes me wonder if Rorschach is kind of reevaluating himself and his world and his effect on things. Yeah. Well, and I think everybody's so afraid of the world coming to an end. They're all like hitting their breaking point where they're like, mm-hmm. well, if I'm not going to do this now, it's never going to happen. Plus, Dan's a new man after he got laid, so. <laughs> True very, re- very relaxed, very invigorated. <laughs> I feel like another thing that I got out of this was when earlier they were talking about how they used to be partners, and then you have Dan saying, like, look, I need to get Rorschach out of jail. Like, in the back of my head, I was always like, really? That seems like a strange dynamic. I wonder how they could have ever really gotten along. And this may be like a turning point in their relationship, but it still just kind of shows that they're able to be comfortable communicating with each other in this way. And I kind of got that sense of them actually making sense as partners. I think that Dan is truly his friend. I mean, I think they are actually friends with each other. I think Dan does care about him and we don't see their past when they work together, although that would be kind of a cool thing to see if it was written well to see their dynamic and how they got along. You know, did they ever talk about anything beyond... There's a video game. Crime fighting stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I know that it exists, yeah. but does it deal yeah. with that? I don't know. I never played that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Isn't no. there a cartoon now, too? Uh, what, Inky and the Owl? No. <laughs> Ink face. No, no, no. What's that Simpsons reference where it's like... V Watchmen for, Babies. V yeah, for watch, Vacation. Yeah, Watchmen Babies V for Vacation. <laughs> They're on season 17 of that now. Tales of the Black Freighter goes on, and we will get to that eventually. At the newsstand, Tales of the Black Freighter goes on, and Jehovah's Witnesses tell the newsstand guy that the world is ending. And for some reason, he disagrees. I think maybe he just doesn't want to talk to them and doesn't want to deal with them, kind of like in... You can never start a conversation with them, no matter what. Even if, yes, that's true, even if they're absolutely right. Uh, Despite all his concerns for what's happening in the world, he doesn't want to listen to what the Jehovah's Witnesses have to say. You know, they look really happy about it, too. (laughs) <laughs> they are they're just that yeah they're, they're just like yo what's up everything's ending and then like you know, horns like with all the rejections right. and everything that they always have like it's just a character they just like permanently <clears throat> have smiles on their faces now <laughs> this is great doesn't the newsstand guy say he's an optimist way back oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah early on yeah, yeah so, i mean that plays in you know like, that's true 
Rorschach and Dan go to a bar to try to find someone with information about the man who shot at Adrian Veidt. And we know how that goes when Rorschach goes in a bar. Yes. <laughs> the people in the bar move away from a guy who's sitting at the bar. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> just, they all just like looked at that guy. <laughs> they all basically just move away and indicate that there's a guy who probably knows something. The does, guy whose fingers you want to break. Not mine. Rorschach does his usual thing, this time by squeezing a glass in the guy's hand until it breaks. God, that, that, that panel is so cool. It makes oh, my hand hurt just to so look at it. It is so cool. I love that yellow background so bad with the red. And it's, mm-hmm. oh. The guy can, finally confesses to handing over cash and instructions, but not being privy to the details. He says that he would never do anything against masked superheroes. Meanwhile, Dan questions a knot top and learns of Hollis Mason's murder and loses his shit. Yike! <laughs> he um, demands information oh. from the guy while threatening him. Rorschach breaks it up and takes Dan outside and awkwardly tries to comfort him by suggesting eventual revenge. <laughs> Again, we're seeing the new Dan. Yes. It is a really out-of-character moment for him, though, but we, what we know about his friendship with Hollis and the respect he had for him and how he followed in his footsteps, he's almost like a father figure character to him it makes sense but and also because he learned about his death in such a terrible way so this this whole time i'm reading this book i have been like am i interjecting this like just myself where there's a lot of things with rorschach and class Uh, just like him and adrian and the comedian and kind of everybody else who's like kind of well off and that's the kind of moment at the very end of that scene where like that last panel he has that what is it it's Nice idea if you can afford to go first class with pharaohs, but judging by our departures, most of us travel steerage. And it is kind of an us versus them kind of thing. Like, yes, like, and that stood out yeah. to me too, actually, when yeah. I was reading it, the observation that Rorschach definitely has a black and white us and them kind of a mentality about all this stuff. Well, he had that confrontation with uh, the therapist man and saying, like, you do you feel like you fully understand how bad it is no you can't because you're sitting fat happy and rich you can't yeah. possibly understand pain yeah with ozymandias or like adrian especially later it seems like he knows everything and you know he has all the things but rorschach kind of does have that reality a little bit of a better grip on it as much as he can mm-hmm. um throughout it was kind of like coming out to me a little bit but i was like am, am i just interjecting my own no i think i think there is something to that <clears throat> i can't believe i'm gonna say this but you're actually making me think of that section that talked about ornithology with yeah. Wow. Dan, yeah. Because we're talking about Adrian who can kind of look at the broad picture and has like a sense of how things work or even Dr. Manhattan for yeah. that uh, as well. But Rorschach is kind of more in with the people and down on the ground level and maybe seeing more of the yeah. details that might get missed from people that are looking at the broader picture yeah. of things. He has the the more like critical eye because he's been there. Mm-hmm. Like he has that experience and like, it, it seems like Adrian and, and kind of Dr. Manhattan and even Dan to a certain degree mm-hmm. kind of have this a little bit more of like a, like a, well, Adrian a macro and more. So yeah, yeah, macro versus micro. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. then with, uh, with Dan writing about, how you know using that kind of analysis would make you lose some of the magic of observing wildlife for example yeah. so like i can't believe i can't believe it after i was just like that section was so boring no that, and now, now like, you took something away oh, from man. it yeah it's a great piece i i hate reading it and i and i if i'm gonna keep it <laughs> I, if i'm gonna keep it one scundo i did not read it this time but i've never read it and i still haven't read it <laughs> 
On a ship off of the mysterious island, we see a group of people celebrating. Which is a great title for the place, too. You know, you look at a map and go, where do we want to go? You want to go to Tahiti? You want to go, let's go to the mysterious island. Mysterious island. island. What shenanigans go on there? It's my favorite episode of The Twilight Zone. Max Shea and Hira Manish are discussing their project and how it uses a human brain for a special effect. They sneak off to a private section to have sex and find a bomb hidden on board. The entire ship and everyone who worked on the secret project is killed when it detonates. I think that's just a representation of them uh, climaxing at the same time. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch. You, I was gonna that say. was your moment, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Everybody's stealing oh, Andrew's thunder today. Oh. Listen, I, I you made know up for it. Andrew, we'll pretend it didn't happen. You say yours and she'll yeah, edit in yeah. the better one. So this bomb goes off, right? <laughs> And what I was thinking was, <laughs> wait a second, I think this is about some climaxing shit. Oh, man. <laughs> that is brilliant, brilliant. You can't say that. Classic oh. Andrew. There's a lot of O's going on. <laughs> Dan and Rorschach go to speak to Adrian Vite and find his office empty. His calendar says that he is left for Karnak. As Rorschach speculates on various loose ends, mentioning pyramid deliveries, Dan notices a pyramid on Adrian's desk and remembers Adrian mentioning Egyptian beliefs on death, etc. He decides to hack into Adrian's computer and correctly guesses the password, which is Ramses II, which is the Egyptian name for Ozymandias. And I want to pause here for a second and say that this is an important scene, but I also kind of hate it because it is so contrived. Huh. The password? Yes. Everything. A lot of movies, though. Like, it's, it's true. It's just such a trope, and maybe it wasn't as much of a trope when this was written, but it's just, to me, is such a ridiculous trope. This whole thing with this terrible password, this moment of realization with pyramid deliveries, and there's a pyramid on the desk, and it's just, yeah. And I will forgive this scene because the rest, pretty much everything else in the book is so great, but this one scene, it just pisses me off. I kind of love it because it's so, like, cornball in, like, the right ways, where it's just like, yeah. you know, like, you see Rorschach, like, oh, we gotta figure this out, old Danny boy, oh, man, and then, like, and then, like, owl dude is just Ramsey's, nah, it's not it, Ramsey's Two, nailed it. Bingo. All right, we're in, and it, it's so goofy. Like it's such a goofy moment, and uh, yeah. it's such a movie have, moment. Yeah, they probably yeah. didn't have good passwords back in the eighties. No, probably not. Yeah, but there's no, so many. Yeah. Even I think in, in Batman Two, Batman Returns, with um, there's a scene where somebody hacks into somebody's computer by like looking up and seeing a picture of their pet. Mm-hmm. Did they did they use the Batman American Express card too? <laughs> 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 it's just like such a it's oh so yeah. That's that's gonna be my only complaint from here on out. But yeah, I absolutely this scene just drives we'll me hold crazy. You to well, it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, yeah, hold, <laughs> me to that. yeah hold me to that. If my I complain my about... issue is I remember using computers like that, and uh, the font was never that fucking big because you couldn't read <laughs> yeah. those fucking things. You're playing Oregon Trail, and I don't know what the hell I died of because I can't read it's it. Always dysentery. Yeah. Well, you knew that. But were you old maybe. then? Yes. <laughs> I can't see the letters. It wasn't. It wasn't. Esther, this he's only slightly older than me. <laughs> Honey, fix me. Fetch me my readers. <laughs> He's like in elementary school. <laughs> just a miniature version of Bob already. <laughs> but like in George Lopez show where it's like his adult giant head on his baby yes. body. <laughs> I know you'd seen Bob's, uh, you know, school pictures from elementary school. He looked just like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so of course the password works. I just want to say, how smart is Adrian, really, if Dan can figure out his password that quickly? I mean, he might be the world's smartest man, but he's also the world's most contrived man ever. <laughs> he did want them to find him, though, didn't he? Maybe, Maybe, I guess. And you all just fell for his plot. I love Egypt. Everything's going to be Egyptian-themed. I loved Alexander the Great. Everything's going to be, yeah. I think it ended up being, if I'm going to be a bit nitpicky here, I think it ended up being more that he planned for them to eventually confront him but he didn't really find a way to like impede them yeah. like like it wasn't like he wanted them to come he was just kind of like they'll probably figure it out i'll anticipate that yeah a little later on he kind of makes a mention of that and he's like well i, I guess we figured it out they're a little early but whatever you know they'll, they'll, they got here that's all I, I anticipated this yeah i'm super smart <laughs> yeah, i'm smart man <laughs> When the password works, he realizes that they are likely up against Adrian because he is the head of Pyramid Deliveries and Dimensional Development. Rorschach makes a final entry in his journal, which has chronicled the entire investigation up to now, and drops it in the mail addressed to the New Frontiersman paper, which I really feel would be like addressing something to the Weekly World News. Yes. <laughs> or Infowars. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. Infowars yeah. <laughs> or something. Seymour at the New Frontiersman receives the journal and is told by the editor to sling it on the crank file, which he does. That sounds like a uh, terrible euphemism. Yeah, that's actually what I call my spank bank. <laughs> if you do it well, your ship will explode. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty, dirty birds. <laughs> oh. Rorschach and Dan head to Antarctica in the owl ship. The engine is failing because of the ice. They make um, a the owl ship has a name. Archie. Thank Sorry. You. I find, when I say Archie, it sounds like there's a third person there. So yeah. I've been saying owl ship. They ride Archie there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's this Archie they guy? They ride him the whole way. <laughs> That's a sex thing, isn't it? <laughs> Damn. Oh man, is my gimmick exposed? So Shit. Rorschach and Dan ride Archie to Antarctica. <laughs> The engine is failing because of the ice, and they make a rough landing. On Archie. <laughs> On Archie. <laughs> and now we get to see Dan's sweet winter suit. Yeah. And they bust out the hover bikes. Which are my favorite. I do want to point out, too, I this whole time, every time they go, all the stuff in Antarctica bothers me in some ways, because Dan offers him... Um, you Layers. said you weren't going to complain anymore. You're right. I shouldn't say it. I'm sorry. Okay, it doesn't so actually bother me. Do it anyway. She's going to edit out that whole, I'm not going to complain I'm anymore. Because so, I have one more right, complaint. Continue. So, so do you remember when I said, I found the one thing I really identified? Like, I actually found the latching on point with Rorschach. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is that I go out into winter times completely in not the right state of dress ever. Are you the I, shorts in winter guy? Dude, I literally went out to fucking Starbucks like, two weeks ago in basketball shorts, vans, and a sweater. I'm like, yo, give me that caramel macchiato and go outside and slide all the way into my car on ice. Like, just like, I don't fucking care. I'll just plow this in the driveway in my fucking sneakers. So, I shit. Wow, I didn't like, know you were such a badass. Yeah, I know. I'm so cool. Please respect me. Rorschach is, is literally wearing a trench coat, and he has turned down one of Dan's like cool outfits that he offers to lend him. I'm looking at the weather in Antarctica right now. <laughs> it is negative 45 degrees he right now. He has a hat and a scarf. He is fine. <laughs> and he has a coat. And Excuse a face me. mask. Yeah. Yeah, he's layered up. At Karnak, Vate watches them approach. Two riders, in case you didn't get that. Uh, oh. Uh, two riders. 
I think there was some foreshadowing. Here. There was other <laughs> foreshadowing too, and like I said, we will get to what's going on in. Oh, Tales mine's from a the, joke one. Tales from the Black Freighter, but there were two writers in the uh, Tales from the Black mm-hmm. Freighter also. How do you say the cat's name? Bubastus? Bubastus, I think. Yeah. Or Bubastus. Bubastes. Sure. Sure. He says, <laughs> which is RR, which is the acronym for Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the fuck, Andrew? <laughs> Bob is looking at you with such disdain right now. He lost almost all He's respect. He's just shaking his head. <laughs> No, 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 no. I I'm think Andrew's onto out. something. This is a serious conspiracy theory we gotta look at. You, I'm trying to figure out how to cat. flip this table without breaking my so, equipment. Do, do you want to know something really great right now? I had deja vu of that moment right now, and it sucked then, and it sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be deja suck? Yeah, deja suck. The what? chapter ends with a line from a Bob Dylan song. Outside in the distance, a wildcat did growl. Two riders were approaching. The wind began to howl. I really love these quotes, by the way. I think they're so perfect. Mm-hmm. Really good summation. Our interlude is a series of memos regarding Adrian Veidt's merchandise empire. The first is a memo inquiring as to the legality and taste of including action figures of Night Owl, Rorschach, and the recently deceased Moloch. Those action figures look pretty sweet. I kind of want a uh, Ozymandias action figure. I think that'd be awesome. I want the Moloch one, you know, the the cancer one. <laughs> Just a bedridden old guy. No, no, he starts out healthy, cancer. and then the more you play with him, he gets sick. <laughs> it's interactive. Does he, does he come with a refrigerator? The I'm guys already pop picturing out the commercial. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he can be like that Ken doll I had. Mom, you dip him in water and his hair goes away. Yeah. <laughs> they used to make He-Man toys Back in the 80s that, like, if you punched their chest, it would get all, like, the yeah. armor would get all dented. So maybe it's like yeah. that. Like, it had, um, like, a rotating yeah, piece so of the armor. Everybody's awesome. looking yeah, at it. Was... Like, so He-Man, guys, oh. yeah, these young guys, was, was this He-Man? character. man <laughs> Google it. I only Bing use it. Bing. <laughs> also, I'm not, I'm not going to lie here. That Night Owl logo is hard as fuck. I love it a lot. That I love all these oh, logos. Oh, that font. Yeah, I love all these logos, except Moloch. That kind of sucks. See, the only thing I want in this whole set is Archie. Uh, I think that would be fun as fuck to play with. I want to do Bastus. Fine, you Bastus in Archie, and that's it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Who's going to drive the ship, though? Can I Ubastus. get that spinoff comic? It's genetically modified. It can totally drive a spaceship. <laughs> the Adventures of Bastus and Archie. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Look inside Archie there, and there's a little panel open and it looks like some creatures kneeling in there. <laughs> Costumes. <laughs> yes, yeah. but it looks like a little... Come inside. <laughs> a reply from Adrian follows the first memo suggesting that instead an army of military villains because of the overall... What, military. Yeah, military. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is it? Zeitgeist. Loves the idea of a Bubastis toy though, as do I. I kind of find it fascinating that as we're uncovering this conspiracy that he's making that not only is he working towards making that potentially happen he's working on profiting from it as well yes absolutely fucked up he's a fucked up guy yeah like this is like the first time you we really get like a real sense for who adrian is Mm -hmm. and like especially this next chapter too man fuck this guy how did anybody like this dude like Next is a letter from Adrian to the head of Vite Cosmetics informing her of the impending phase-out of the Nostalgia line and the phase-in of his new Millennium line, which will be more about change and moving forward instead of looking back. And the last is a revised introduction to the Vite method. 
a full body and mind training program. It seems like a self-help program for people who want to be as fit, as intelligent as Ozymandias. It sounds a lot like Scientology. <laughs> it reminds me of very old male order, like the Charles Atlas yes. exercise program. Like in that episode of SpongeBob when he gets the big muscle arms? Yeah, anchor arms. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Just like I that. I thought you were going to come in with a Rocky Horror <laughs> reference because hey, of you. Charles Atlas. Yeah, but you. You surprised me. <laughs> so yeah, thoughts on this chapter? I think it's it's a solid chapter. We move, we move forward quite a lot, I think. It's very much kind of a, a plot moving kind of chapter which you know there's a few of those in here but it's definitely not done in a boring way i don't feel i think we all know that archie's the hero of this chapter Mm -hmm. oh yeah and seymour he rid for so long (laughs) he had two guys riding him (laughs) all the way to antarctica hell yeah so that's it for chapter 10 (laughs) you're welcome your intellectual look into yes into watchmen chapter 10 i promise i'm smart we will be back next time with the uh, penultimate chapter, chapter Z. Yes, with chapter <laughs> Z. <laughs> Signing off. Say goodbye. Because it's X. Bye. May. Farts. Wow. <laughs>